so what would you say like are some things that you already kind of mentioned a little bit but like some things or any misconceptions that people might have about studying medicine or like going to medical school like maybe things that people might not know Mm. yeah I think one of the biggest misconceptions about studying medicine for those that are going to go into medicine is that it's going to take up all your time Mm -hmm. in reality it's not it's not going to take up all your time in fact if you really want to have a social life and you really want to do something else like besides just studying it's completely possible to do that really like yeah it's again it's really down to oh time management skills but (laughs) they actually do work right they do work um you actually have quite a lot of time to explore other interests as well in medical school yeah definitely the workload is going to be a lot more if you compare it year by year to a lot Uh of degrees as well but that doesn't mean that your time is 100 percent exclusive to studying i think that's the biggest misconception If you find that 100% of your time is dedicated to studying medicine, you're doing something wrong. You really are. Because it shouldn't take up your entire life. Because no matter how passionate you are about medicine, it really shouldn't be your life. It should be a part of your life. You're more than just a med student. Or later on, you're more than just a doctor. You're more than just that one dimension of your career. Right. Just so, to get like a, yeah. like an idea, if you compare it to like the IB workload, um, how would like the medical, like the things you study, compare? On a okay, on a pure workload basis, you both do bio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the first year of med school in HKU is about four times the content, at least four times the content. Wait, not just IB bio, IB, like all six subjects combined. Is about what? Four and I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm only saying four times because that's the exact number that my senior told me when I was in your position, when I asked the exact same question to them and they said oh my god it's four times the ib slippers in your first year and i didn't believe them i knew it was going to be more but i didn't believe them until i finished my first year and i went back to them i was like you were right wow <laughs> you were under but i thought like the, yeah. the first year was meant to be like the easiest year right like the chill most relaxed depends on which school you want to go to right uh, yeah Ishkayu, year one, you kind of hit the ground running. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the, the, the unique thing about Ishkayu is that in your third year, then you get to take time off to do something else. That's not mainly your degree, like our degree, MBBS, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's not mainly MBBS. Um, you can do something a lot more relaxing, a lot more chill, like um, spending your whole year doing um, humanitarian service. Right, mm-hmm. or do a research attachment at a really like world-renowned lab overseas. Like, just ignore the fact that there's COVID, right? Because <laughs> um, I think by the time you get to uni, 
it's probably going to be well controlled. Hopefully. Um, or you could explore other interests um, in the form of getting another degree. Oh. Which oh. Is, yeah, you can actually wow. do that. For example, I actually applied and was accepted for a forensic medicine degree okay. in the University of Dundee, which is in Scotland. Yeah. You can do all these, and, and in one year, you can obtain another degree as well. They need you to do that. Yeah, so if you, yeah. if you do that and then you graduate from HKU, you graduate with two degrees, your medical degree and the degree that you also did in your third year. It's possible. Uh, so you it's both also, like yeah. under? It's, it's not both, both under. under you. It's, it's uh, going to be from the university you got your degree from. Oh, that's so cool. Like, does it help like to apply into different hospitals like with more degrees? Yeah, wait, that's way down the line. But yes, it does. Um, especially like if you do a research degree, like you can actually not just do a bachelor's degree, you can actually do a master's degree in your third year. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, and <laughs> that is actually what I did for my third year. I actually did a master's degree in my third year. And so you have a master's degree. If I graduate HKU. Oh, okay. And I'll have my medical degree and a master's degree and if you're thinking about career options wise that's really helpful that's really yeah helpful. that's amazing actually but, but then like in the bigger picture of things like this is, again this is like the idea of like a lot of opportunities that you get to do like you don't have to get a, another degree right like i i know mm -hmm. people that they do they do like a uh exchange to a school in london or somewhere in europe and it's just an exchange, but their main purpose was, you know, to fly around Europe, like on yeah. like, really cheap uh, flights, like 15 pound flights. And they explored the entirety of Europe in that wow. one. Right. And that is, that can be a lot more enriching and a lot more educational and just fulfilling than getting a degree for them. Right? So it's just like a gap year, right? Basically. A gap year that's built into the curriculum. That's wow. Yeah, that gap year that your university will help you arrange. Oh, so they help you as well, like. Yeah, they, they the reason why we can get a degree in one year is through the medical faculty's connections, right? They have these partnerships with other universities that then the other universities allow the allow us to be students at their university for one year and still get the degree. Yeah. So are they only like medical? like related degrees um, or as of now most of the degree like the actual degree courses are mm -hmm. medically related in some way mm -hmm. like, um it can be like forensic medicine um i have a few friends that did a master's in harvard oh. um wow it was, it was to do with bioethics so like oh. Oh, okay. master's in harvard i have a friend that did a history degree but it was medical anthropology uh, so it's all tied in yeah so there's some component of medicine mm. involved but it's a different uh area of study right right it's like history like ethics like social studies right like mm -hmm. yeah th there's a lot of opportunities opportunities for that um in our curriculum yeah. Mm. It's different from a gap year because 
in a gap year, you apply for a gap year and then your university goes, okay, for this gap year, you're no longer a student of the university. Just go do whatever you want. Right. But then for this like enrichment year process, you actually get to, with the support of the faculty, get to do a lot of like, Go into mm-hmm. other programs, right? Go into yeah. research attachments, right? Um, it's a lot more supportive, right? It's not the same as a gap year. It's definitely not the same as a gap year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just finished your enrichment year, right? Yes. yes. So what are you currently doing now in medical school? Well, currently I'm in, I've started year four for about a month and a bit. So mm-hmm. the way our university structures it is that the first two years are preclinical. So they're quite theory heavy, quite basic science heavy. Mm-hmm. Starting from year four onwards, our time is dedicated to the hospitals. Yeah. Right. So uh-huh. we get a bit more clinical training, right? We get right. to see patients a lot more. Uh, we get to actually practice talking to the patients and performing examinations on the patients and mm-hmm. um, seeing what is abnormal. Basically, you can think about it as we are learning what's normal, what's supposed to happen in the first few years. Because if you don't understand what's supposed to happen, then you don't know when things go wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once you get the basics done and down, then we start to shift our focus into a more clinical education. And it's almost like um, like two basically two bars, right? Like one bar is that like, oh, my finger. <laughs> one bar is really high and this is like the textbook content and this is the clinical exposure. And mm-hmm. once you start going higher and higher into the years, it shifts like that. There's uh, always going to be some component of like textbook in final year. It's going to be some component of clinical, uh, clinical in your first year, mm-hmm. but the emphasis is different. And they slowly transition into training you to be a doctor. Yeah. Right. And so we're, for me personally, at this moment, I've just started uh, the clinical aspect of my training. And so, yeah, um, definitely there's a lot of things that I don't know and making a lot of mistakes on the ward, but that's, this is the best time to make a mistake, right? When you're still a student, Mm -hmm. there's people to tell you you're doing things wrong and to teach you. So I'm, having a lot of fun yeah that's good um um have you like decided or do you have any idea um of like what specialty you want to go to yeah (laughs) it's often the case that prospective medical students i.e you guys at this stage want to go into medical school and they have a specialty in mind yeah I want to be an emergency medicine doctor or I want to be a tr- like a trauma surgeon or I want to be a pediatric neurosurgeon or whatever. And, or I want to be a pediatric, sorry. Like, um, and then you go into med school yeah. and then you realize everything is interesting and you can't choose. Uh, yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I try really hard not to think about having a specialty in mind because when you give yourself that tunnel vision, then you can't appreciate all the other specialties yeah. or all the other different you know, doctors. Yeah. And for example, if, if I really wanted to be a neurosurgeon, then mm-hmm. I would really just focus on like, neurosurgery. Yeah. And I would kind of neglect a lot of other 
stuff, right? Like, um, in fact, like if I ended up going to neurosurgery and then I realized I didn't like it, right. I didn't have enough exposure for all the other specialties to really make a decision of mm. whether I should change. Yeah. And I'm stuck in a really awkward position, right? I know I don't yeah. quite like what I'm in right now, but I don't know if I'll like something else, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I've told myself that I really shouldn't have like a really like a focused one specialty in my mind right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just try my best to expose myself to everything. Yeah. And right. see what, what really clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, right, because MBBS stands for like Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery. Right. I don't know why it's not called BMBS, but it's called MBBS. <laughs> right. So yeah. there's two things, medicine and surgery. Um, and in Chinese, it's loifo, right? So mm-hmm. like, there's this really big distinction between medicine and surgery. And you'll understand more of that when you're going to med school. In general, people do have an inkling of what they're more interested in, like a more surgical style of thinking and doing procedures versus a more medical style of thinking. And after like these three years, I do think like I'm more of a surgical sure. mindset, more uh, of a surgically right. oriented person. But that might change. That might change. Um. So, um, do you have like any particular? favorite subjects during like in your medical school university or would you say like you enjoy clinical like um trials stuff more than just like sitting there and listening to like professor <laughs> so um so so what you're asking is like, is there like a specific yeah, like area in medicine that i'm really interested in or yeah yeah, yeah? um well, I did my master's in neurosurgery. Uh-huh. So oh. that's why wow. I as an example. I am I am pretty interested in that because a lot of neurological diseases mm-hmm. like they really affect the person. Like, you can tell that it affects their identity a lot. Like, like it, it's really weird because like sometimes these like brain lesions and brain diseases all of a sudden you can't feel your arm or you can't feel half of your body right or like for some reason like your arm moves by itself and does things that like an alien hand syndrome for example like stuff like that like you see on tv but it's actually like it's real or like locked in syndrome which is mm-hmm. when like, when something happens in your brain stem that you can't move at all but you're completely conscious oh. right? those are really scary wow. really horrifying but morbidly fascinating things Right, like these diseases really affect your mind. Like they affect you as a person, and mm-hmm. it begs the question of like what makes you a person. Like how much of your identity is like you know like chemical processes in your brain, right? Like how much of it is mm-hmm. something beyond that? Right, and these questions, these kind of all almost philosophical questions, are pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, just the sheer sort of excitement of operating in a high-risk field, like in a high-risk environment of like the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is really like that's something that really interested me when I was reading about it, and so I thought about, hey, I have a year, why not look into neurosurgery? Yeah, and I did. Mm-hmm. 
and um, I was really still, I was not disappointed. Yeah. I remember um, I read a book as well, and like in the book, they talked about how whether if we actually have free will or not, like whether if we have control over ourselves, like what goes on in our brain. I think, yeah, like that's definitely really interesting. Um, and like, did you find out <laughs> about that? Definitely not. Like, I think this is a question that will like, that will remain unanswered for a very, very long time. But right. sometimes it's not. It's not about answering that question. It's it's just it's just this this field, this neurosurgery field or neurology field, is just something mm -hmm. that's to me it's really super fascinating. Right. Um, yeah, and and maybe that'll change. Maybe maybe I'll become like a cardiologist or dermatologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for now, for now, it's always the thought of, although I know what I like, mm. I'm not going to limit myself. Right. Um. So actually, kind of going back to like med school and things like that. Um. You kind of mentioned how you like had a study routine. Um. In high school, but like, has that changed in med school or is there like are there any other methods you kind of like implemented like i know a lot of med school students use anki to revise um yeah, yeah. It, really works. it really works um i think the whole the the idea of trying to clear and trying to consolidate the stuff that you've learned as soon as possible is still there right it still works um but then the sheer volume of stuff you have to memorize and stuff you have to learn means that you're going to have to use like effective and efficient strategies. So yeah, I do use Anki and for people who don't know what Anki is, Anki is basically a flashcard software um, that like you can make your own cards or you can download it off like, a source on the web that's public. I tend to make my own cards yeah. because um, in the whole process of making cards, you have to form mm -hmm. questions about what you're learning. And in order to be able to form questions about your learning, you need to understand it. And to understand it, you need to study it. So making the cards themselves is a way for me to study already. And then when I wow. review them, it's already my second time studying it. Mm. Yeah, mm. making flashcards really works because it's, yeah, it's the idea of forming questions about what you're learning. And it's almost kind of like teaching yourself, yeah. like right? Forming questions for you to answer later on, and mm -hmm. yeah, just like a side note, um, a good measure of how well you understand a topic is that if you can teach someone about that topic, right? If if you learn about meiosis, needed, <laughs> or or, or uh, the the Krebs cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're able to teach someone who doesn't do bio, if, if you're able to teach them why it like why we need the Krebs cycle, why we need meiosis, mm -hmm. then it really shows that you understand it. Right. It's the ability to teach the concept. Yeah. And so yeah, Anki really does work. Mm -hmm. Um. So our last question is like, do you have any like? tips in general for like younger students that uh, want to go into medical school um it doesn't have to be like 
default. Yeah, it could be like, yeah. Okay. Tips for younger students in general, right? Like. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I think the large, the the large, like the huge majority of students that are still in high school, don't necessarily know for sure what they want to do. Yeah. And it's really easy to be influenced by your peers. That oh, every, like uh, oh, everyone's everyone's um uh, applying for med or applying for law or or such and such. It's really easy to be influenced by that. I really highly advise you, uh, younger students, try your best to really think about what you want, right? And I know it's like this phrase has probably been repeated so many, many, many times, and it's almost lost its meaning. But you really, yeah, you have to find yourself. You have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't limit yourself to what you're used to and what you're comfortable with, and especially in IB as well. Yeah. Right. Really try something you haven't tried before. You'll most definitely surprise yourself. Even if you don't like it or even if you like it, you benefit from trying it because you always learn something about yourself. If you don't like it, then you learn that you don't like it. If you liked it, then you, congrats, you might have picked up a new hobby or even... A lifelong interest, or I might mm-hmm. realize that, wow, this is actually something that I had completely no clue existed. But then, turns out I really like drama, right? Or like I really like film, or I really like design, or 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 something else, or I really like this sport. Don't be, don't be afraid to do something that you haven't done before, and don't be afraid to be wrong. I think. The older, the older we get, the more afraid that we are wrong. Right. Yeah. And even yeah, even in medical school, even my peers, right? Like, I of course I won't say that I'm perfect. Of course I'm like I get nervous if I need to answer a question from the entire class of two hundred people, right? But mm-hmm. in general, it's it's never good to be scared that you're wrong. Yeah. You, you should always. Yeah. I think you should always be confident in answering something mm-hmm. and when you answer stuff and when you when you hold a view not just in academics or whatever just a view about anything you need to be believe in that you need to be able to talk about it and be confident in your view about anything like uh, any like controversial topic but you need to be ready to change your view if you know you're wrong if you think you're wrong and maybe going back to academics right like mm-hmm. don't be scared to be wrong is probably my biggest right. advice and make the most of your opportunities not just extracurricular but in the classroom ask questions right ask lots of questions because in the end you are responsible for your own education yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah. The content that you know, or the views that you hold, or who you become, ultimately comes down to yourself, yeah. and how much you make most of 
this thing that we call life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Andrew, and for, first of all, agreeing to come on our podcast um, and sharing such insightful and so much of your time, uh, insightful tips and so much of your time um, to tell us your personal stories for us and everyone that's listening to our podcast. Um, I hope you had fun because we definitely did. Um, and, you know, kind of learning about what we're about to face um, definitely helped us in the long run. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope this podcast becomes really successful. Yeah. <laughs> thank you.